Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Well, it's good to be in church. It's good to be in church. You know, Claire, Claire opened up this morning and she said a few things and um, Arthur said this morning, and he's, we're having a little prayer meeting out there, and he spoke about some ducks that he saw. And they, they came out of the, the coop, I think it was, and went, went to the, the pond and followed each other. And he, he related that back to God, how, you know, we should be following our Savior like ducks, running after him. And you know, when your eyes are fixed on God, you tend to see God in everything. When you shift your eyes away from God, you tend to lose focus. You know, God speaks to us all, every, all the day, every day. But so many times, because we're not focused on him, we miss what he's saying. And so simple things like that that Arthur picked up. God's speaking to you all the time, if you just listen. If you just listen. You know, I'm in the front there, and, and I saw Ruthie with her, with her bowed down on the front, you know, worshiping Jesus. And, and you know, for you two, you probably know in, in, the, in the physical, it's a new season. Well, it's not just a new season, and you probably know this already, but it's a new season for you spiritually. Martin, you've been so stuck in your business, and you've been, you've been busy and busy and busy, but God's broken some shackles off. And I think this is the start. It's going to be a bit uneasy for you this year, but God's going to break open some things that you've been for a long time, Lord. And, and and the things that you said you never heard, you never felt before, I think this year it's going to start to happen for you. And Ruthie, don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself. There's more than you could ever imagine. And you too this year, I believe God's going to use you for something good. Might not be exactly what you think, but something good's going to happen in your life, both of you. Consecration. I felt there was a, a moment where you were consecrating yourself. And when you consecrate something, just as whoever it was brought Samuel to the temple and consecrated him, he heard the voice of God, and then he served God all his life. And I think that's what's going to happen to you from, from this year on. Okay. Well, I, I titled this message, Evidence of Things Not Seen. H how many of you, I had so many people texting me and talking to me over the last, uh, even over the Christmas break, even though we're having a break, we're getting people texting and calling, and people were saying, I want to hear God. I want to hear God. And they're saying, why can't I hear God? And God, as I said, he's always speaking. It's just we miss him, what he's, what he's saying to us. And there's, there's a, opportunities for us all the time to hear him, to experience him in our lives. But so often we miss the things because we're stuck in, in the day-to-day -day rut. And we're stuck in the things we do. And so I've got a couple of little stories um, about me. Uh, hopefully they're going to relate something back to Scripture. But, you know, we, we had a holiday at, at Christmas time. And as you know, I try to do a little bit of surfing. <coughs> I'm not that good, but I try. And at Christmas time, I went out first day, and I surprised myself. I did really well. It, was, it wasn't that big. And I thought, great, I, I've, I'm in the groove, because I haven't been out, I've only been out like twice last year or something. And so I expected it to be really difficult. Second day I went out, and if, as you know, you probably don't know, but there was a big swell came through and it was three, four foot and you just couldn't get out. And long story short, the only way for me to get out as an old bloke was to catch a rip out by the rocks and you had to hug rocks to get round. And then when you got halfway out, there was this, this really strong sweep that came through between the rocks and it just sucked you down the beach. 
If you didn't get out really quick, it, it sucked you straight into, the, straight into the sets. Anyway, me, I start paddling. After about two minutes, my arms are just dead. <laughs> and I figured I'm just going to keep going because that's what you do. And, and then I started losing my breath. And I'm paddling, and I, I'm an old bloke, and I'm going, <gasps> I'm wheezing because I can't get breath into my lungs. And I'm out there for a couple of minutes wheezing away, Losing my, losing my breath and then all of a sudden I started blacking out and here I am and you know if you black out in the water it's probably not a good thing so I'm, I'm getting tunnel vision I'm seeing black things in front of me and, and I'm starting to lose, lose it I can't move my arms and by this time I'm drifted in front of the rocks and I figured I've got no choice so I come into the rocks anyway because you're a bloke you don't give up you go back out you try again <laughs> that's right <laughs> Well, guess what happened? The same thing happened again. And I found myself being sucked down the beach, went back into to our, our campsite. I could hardly talk. I was, my head was spinning around in circles, and, and I, I had to sit down, and for the, probably half the day I was sick as. And here am I, I, I thought I could do it. I thought because I'd been out once or twice, I thought I could do it. But as, as I soon found out, I didn't, I didn't want to die in the surf. I didn't want to black out and drown in the surf. I wanted to come back. And when I sat down at, at my campsite, and I know some of you had a good 2022, but let me tell you, 2022 in a lot of areas now, personal lives, was a tough year, 2022. I don't want 2023 to be like 2022. I want 2023 to be an awesome, awesome year, even though 2022 thought, taught us a lot of things. I believe 2023 is going to be an awesome year. And I hope it's the same for you guys. That you've got an expectation that God's going to do something great in 2023. But for me, I had an expectation that I could just go out and surf and it was going to be like it always was when I used to. But I got a rude shock. I'd forgotten a lot of things. I let a lot of things slip, and it wasn't until I was out there in the thick of things that I realized I was in a bit of trouble. And I want us to be ready for 2023. I want us to be pumped, ready to go, equipped, ready to race into everything God's got for us personally in 2023. Not to find ourselves in a situation where we're out of breath, scared we're going to lose it because we haven't been practicing our faith or practicing our lifestyles correctly. So they say there's only a mistake if you don't learn something from it. Well, I learned something from it. I, one of my New Year's resolutions, which I'm probably not going to stick to, but I'm going to try to stick to, is I'm going to go surfing at least once or twice a week. Even if I have to get up at five in the morning, I'm going to get out and I'm going to go before I start my day. Because I want to keep fit in that, in that area. So Sam, you can ring me up and you can call me out any time. I might not go, but I'll try. You know what they, they say, if anything, in Claire rides horses, if you get kicked off, what do you do? Get back on the horse. So the next day, I tried again. The next day, I failed again. The next day, I tried again. And lo and behold, I managed to get out through the gap. And I got myself, and, and once again, I'm an old bloke. So the old blokes don't sit in, in, in the inside where, all, where it, it's just getting pounded. You sit on the outside and you wait for the big ones to come in. Because they're, 
they're not as consistent and so it's easy, you can just sit and wait and you get a bit of a breath and you can catch the real big ones and you make all these guys like Sam look really bad because <laughs> you're on the inside. <laughs> um, so I went out the back and, and I, I waited for these big ones and I was on my own and I'm sitting in this place where last year someone got eaten by a shark and I'm on my own and I'm thinking, oh, this is great, but I got some waves. They weren't that good, but I got a couple. I went in, next day I went out again and I didn't do that well, but then something clicked. And the fourth day in, I don't know, I just found my mojo. And it all just went seamlessly. And the things you were trying to tell yourself and your brain to do, you, you automatically did and your feet just did what they meant to do and your arms did. And I had some awesome surfs. I pray that's for you this year, that you find your mojo in God. And it's not striving, it's not hard, it's just, it's just a lifestyle of consistency in God because consistency brings breakthrough. And in that, you're just going to find your mojo and, and just your average day walking, you're going to see God as you see the ducks. As you walk down the street, you're just going to bring God into your situations because you're flowing with His Holy Spirit this year. I pray that for all of you this year, that His presence is going to be so strong on you because I believe, and I heard this the other day, direction not intention, determines destination. I'll say it again. Direction, not intention, determines destination. We've all got good intentions, but when we're directed to go somewhere, we put some effort into us, we will find a destination. That's what's going to get us to our destination. You know, Jesus had been speaking um, to a rich young ruler, and, and all the... All the, the disciples said how can anyone get to heaven because this guy he had it all and, and, and he, he got asked to give it all away and he said I can't do it and he walked away but then in Matthew 19 26 and, and this might not be exactly to, to what the scripture was meant it for but it says he says with God all things are possible if nothing else can you take that into 2023 with God all things are possible with God, all things are possible. So I'd like to give you a few, few thoughts to start from 2023, 2023. And I've got a thought from Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12, um, verses 1 and 2. And if you know Hebrews, Hebrews 11 was, was the, um, the chapter of faith. It went through all the heroes of the faith and it talks about the positive and the negative of their lifestyle and how the challenges they had, but it talks about they overcome by their faith. And Hebrews, some scholars say, was not written as a book. It was actually a sermon that someone preached. And just someone wrote down the sermon. So as you read Hebrews, think of it, there's a preacher up there and he's preaching this, this sermon to the, to the people. And he's gone through all the heroes of the faith, encouraging about the heroes of the faith. And then he gets to Hebrews 12. And Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2, he says... Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked for us, marked for us, for you. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Can, and I'm going to finish it there. So therefore, 
since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked for us, fixing our, our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So the first thing is a witness. Can you imagine there's this cloud of witnesses in, in heaven? And they're sitting in the stands. They've got their Coke and their popcorn. And we're, here we are, there's earth in the middle. And Lorna gets up and starts praying. And they all jump to their feet and they start going, yeah, yes. She starts to pray. I'm looking for other people I can catch. As Paul jumps on that bass, he starts playing these cool grooves and whatever they are. By the way, you need to get some moves happening, Paul. And, uh, and so they all shout and they all scream as, as Paul starts to play the bass. Do you have that perception? Is that what you think for these witnesses? And as you blow it, they all get on their feet and they start praying for you and saying, will, will, you, will you touch them? We enable them, and as, as the prayers go forth from Lorna, they're all shouting and screaming and saying, send that angel out. Send that angel out to do what, what they've prayed for. And they're screaming, yeah! And in between that, they're worshipping God, yeah! I, I believe it might be like that, but I don't think it was really meant to say that. I've got another, another thought on, on these witnesses. So you've just gone through Hebrews 11 and... and The preacher had spoken about the heroes of the faith. But I believe the story of these people witnesses to us as we read their stories. Because a witness is someone who sees something amazing or important. As we look back through Hebrews 11, can we look back in in these witnesses that witness to our faith? And can we see something amazing, something important in these people that we can carry into 2023? See, the story of their witness to our trials shouts breakthrough. Nothing is wasted. As you read their stories, does their their stories testify? Because, you know, a witness stands in a stand and he testifies to someone. Well, the witness that they have and that they've run their race, as we look at these witnesses, can we allow their story to testify to us? to overlay into our lives and the things that they overcome, can we say, yes, they're testifying to me in my life, so in such a way I'm going to testify to them by following in their footsteps. As their lives witness to me, can I have my life witness to them? I believe that's probably more what, what, the, what the writer was saying, but I'll, I'll take the standing at the stands and shouting yahooing too, Lorna, especially for you. So can I ask you as you read these stories, when you read these stories in the Bible, do you say, what was their lifestyle? What were they doing at that time? Were they, were they heroes to me? Are they my heroes? And I'm going to follow my heroes. He's not, they're not Iron Man. They're not Superman. These are the disciples and the heroes that went before us. These, these men that didn't just give didn't just make Jesus their saviour, because you know when you make Jesus your saviour and you give your life to Jesus, you're probably more looking to say, God, will you, will you heal me? Will you forgive me of my sins? Will you set me free so that I may worship you? But when you make Jesus Lord, 
Then you flip it. And you say, Lord, if you're Lord, then God, I'm giving myself to you. It's not what I can get from you. All of a sudden, it's what can I give to you? And I pray that all of us are going to know Jesus as our Savior. But I also pray that all of us are going to know Jesus as our Lord this year. That all of us will step into the, the gifts and the abilities that he has for us. You know, does your life line up with the heroes of the faith? If I asked you, have you got a hero in the faith? Who's got a hero in the faith? One, two, three, four, five. I've got a lot of heroes. I've, I've got a few heroes too. And, you know, I, I wrote down some names and some you probably know. A lot of people here, one of the heroes is probably Bill Johnson. I hear his name being thrown out a lot. N.T. Wright, a scholar. He's actually a bit of a hero of mine. Reinhard Bonnke, you know Reinhard Bonnke, built up a ministry, preached to millions in one service. Amazing, amazing man. What about the disciples? Peter, James and John, are they your heroes? Who are your heroes? And can I ask you when you look at your heroes, do their lives witness to you? Do their lives witness to you? Do they testify? Does their lifestyle testify to you and what your lifestyle's like? This cloud of witness that goes before us, that we witness back to say, yes. Even, even as I wake up at home and my, my son or my daughter is sick and, I, and I'm going to put them in my arms and I'm going to give them a loving cuddle. And that way I'm prophesying love over that person. I'm giving them strength because they're feeling loved and accepted. It's these little things that we miss. We're not just maybe not called to stand on the, on, and preach to thousands, but all of us can build up one person in Christ. All of us can make it a meal in the kitchen, Michelle. Not all of us. I can't. But we can all do something. So what do they believe? And I wrote down some, some scriptures. Ephesians 2.6. And God raised us up with Christ. And I hope you believe this. This is the position you're in. And seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. It's a pretty amazing thought, isn't it? 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. In Ephesians 1.22 because he's our Savior and God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything in the church. That means he's head over you. He is head over you. And then the challenge comes for us in Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and behold, I am, all, I am with you always till the end of the age. And Ephesians 3.20, which we should all know off by heart. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask, oh, so this, this says different than what my version's in my head, or imagine according to the power that is at work within us. Is that what these, these witnesses believed? Is that what you believe? By faith. By faith I believe in healing. Spirit, soul, and body. I believe in the baptism and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. 
I believe in impartation. I believe in the gifts of God flowing through me and touching other people. I believe that you can have an impartation of God without people even touching with you, by the way. I believe that as you come and you're hungry before, you, before God, He will fill you and He will feed you. I believe in the authority over evil spirits. I believe in prophecy. I believe in words of knowledge. I believe in the gifts of teaching, etc. I believe in all those things. And just because I believe in them, then what happens? I've got a cloud of witnesses that witness before me, and then what I believe witnesses back to them. The next thing he says, race. Let us show everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked for us. Each and every one of you have got a race to run. And each and every one of you, I'm prophesying that you're going to run it well. You are going to get to the end where God wants you to get to. Don't let this, the, the customs and what the world preaches slow you down. Get into what God says and run with what he says to you. Is there a dream? Is there a breakthrough? Is there a capacity? Is there a skill? Is there a calling? Is there a character growth? Is there a ministry inside of you? Ready to burst out if we would just water it. Water it. One of the big the statements or, or verses I remember I've taken on board out of the Haggai studies that we went through for much of last year. It's Haggai chapter 1 verse 5 and it says, Consider your ways or give careful thought. Can you consider your ways and give careful thought? And start to step, step into what God wants you to do and be this year. The other was Zechariah 4.6. It's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. See, Pastor Ann believes that Isaiah 54 is, is the scripture for this year. And maybe all of you need to start reading out of Isaiah 54. And it says, enlarge your tent. See, I believe in restoration. I believe in freedom. I believe in faith, and it's time to put your running shoes on. Claire and I were talking last year, and, and we really feel that this is a year to, for equipping. And so watch, out, watch this space. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for you to grow, to, be, to put some tools in your tool belt to go out and to, and to carry out the works of God in your life. You know, I've got another story, and I used to ride enduros when I was younger. And the first enduro I ever rode, it was a four-hour. And there was me and my friend rode as a team because I was too unfit to ride four hours. Um, And an enduro, if you don't know, it's like a motocross, except you're going through trees. It's not big open. It was an NZ, so it's small stuff. And you're going through streams and uphills and downhills. and uh, Yeah, it's full on. Well, the first one I did, it was was a... um, sanctioned event so all the best riders in New Zealand were there riding and me and my mate turned up and we, we were oh, we could ride and we took off and the, I, I, I purposely didn't take off quickly because all these guns were, were motoring and so I took off and I got about middle of the pack and I'm riding through and, and I do my first loop because there's a loop that takes about supposedly about an hour um, to do a loop and so you're supposed to swap riders and go again and lo and behold, after about half an hour, the real guns had come out, and there was about 10 of them had come out. There was me and a pack of about 10 other guys came in next. And everyone's shaking their head thinking, 
this just can't be. My mate gets on and rides off, and we hear later on what had happened. And I was following, and when you ride it, there's got markers on trees and that you're supposed to follow. But I was following the markers for half of it, and I started getting tired. And so I stopped looking at markers so much, but I started looking at the, the tires of the people before me. Someone must have gone off track. And so I just followed where they were going. And it must have cut out about half of the first circuit. And so instead of being dead last, I was about 10th. <laughs> but you know, so many of us, we just take our eyes off the markers. We take our eyes off the signposts. And we tend to just follow the tracks of what, what is easy. Because it was easy for me to follow the tracks. And we take the easy option. And after we've done a lot of, of, of going around in circles, which is what I did, we suddenly realized, because I, I realized I was lost probably after a little while, and I just kept following tracks <laughs> until I found my way back. But so many of us are lost in where we're going. And it's really time to come back to some markers, to, to put some things back in your life that are going to lead you in the, in the right direction. So, you know, some of you have gone off track because you've deviated. Some of you have just stopped. Some of you are trying your best, absolute best. But I believe, as a church, as a body, personally, as we start to follow these markers, we enter the race and we start to follow the markers that Jesus has given us, we will, we will end up going the direction he wants us to go. It might sound simple, but we get stuck all the time. The markers like how to, how to live, how to bring up your kids well, how to grow your marriage, how to live celibate, how to work well, how to pray, how to worship, how to read the Bible. You know, I know there's going to be challenges, there always is, but I believe that God's going to heal some people this year. I believe he's going to heal them physically, but I also believe he's going to heal some situations of a child that's walked away from God. I believe that there's going to be some marriages that are going to be healed. I believe in some situations where there's some finances that are challenged, you're going to see breakthrough in your finances as you put the right signposts up for God. It's time probably to lay some things down and to pick some things up. So the first thing is this cloud of witnesses that are shouting to, towards us. Their lives are shouting at us, witnessing to us of where we should go. Because it's witness to us, we should pick up whatever it is and run the race that God's assigned for us and the third, last, third and last point is a simple sermon this morning, is to fix our eyes on him. The pioneer and perfecter of our faith. If I was going to ask all of you this morning, just like Arthur saw the ducks going towards the pond, do you actually see God in your life? Have you got a relationship with God that you actually see him and you walk with him during the day? I know we all get busy and I, and I know we, we do things, we get caught up in work, caught up in situations, but do you actually see God in, in your day, see him working in your day? You know, may our prayers not just be one-liners. May, may, may I be persistent in my prayer, persistent in my prayer. 
that I'm not going to give up. My, my prayers, even though things are coming against me, I'm not going to give up with my prayers. May I listen to the word and may I listen to podcasts and may I hear preaching and may I preach well. But more than that, may I have your presence. I don't know what you're like, but I can guarantee if I asked you in two weeks what, or what Pastor Byron spoke on last time I was here or what I spoke on this week, the majority would just, you'd just go, no idea. But if God's presence overwhelmed you and you had a personal encounter with God, so maybe you're stuck on the floor and you couldn't get up. Maybe that moment, that interaction God, with God where the electricity was flowing through your, through your body in such a powerful way. Maybe that interaction with God when your body got healed, I can guarantee you will not forget that for the rest of your life. So may the preaching and the prayers and whatever we do this year, not just stop with that, but may it bring presence. May it bring godly appointments that we don't miss. Things that change us irrevocably on the inside that we can't negate. It alters our DNA and it gives us a hunger that we just want more. We want to go back to that place yet again because His presence was so good. I pray that God gets the AED, you know, you see in the shopping complexes, those paddles. And I pray He gets it and He shoves it on our chest and our side of our chest and He gives us a big kick that ignites our hearts, whatever that looks like. That it kickstarts us and gives us such a shock that we jump back into, the, into what we should be doing for Him. Can we remind ourselves of who God is and who we, who we are in Him? That even though we might be physically weak, we are actually strong in Jesus. We might be sick in many areas, not fully sick, like the saying goes, but sick. What well, they used to say when we did youth? It was fully sick, there was, it's gone. May we not be living and satisfied with how poor we are, and I'm not talking about finances, I'm talking about no more chaos in our life, that we might not be full of anxiety or, or depressed, but we can be victorious even in the storm. You know, when Jesus was walking, was passing by the disciples, and I'm going to go a bit sidetracked here, when they were in, were in the storm, and it says that Jesus was just walking by, and we sort of have this thought that Jesus is walking by and not caring, caring about them at all. But you know, there's another story back at Mount Sinai where God walked past Moses. He couldn't stop, but he walked past Moses and they saw his glory. I wonder if he was portraying back to that situation and saying, I'm going to show you my glory. I'm going to walk by you this time. And because I'm going to walk by you, I'm going to turn around and you're going to see my glory. The storm is going to be stopped. And you're going to see the miraculous of God. When you get a glimpse of God and you might think he's walking by, get ready. Get ready because I believe when you see God, it means he's empowering you to see something miraculous in your life. Don't just watch him walk by and forget it because God is going to come back and he's going to meet you. Defeated to victorious. You may think you're a failure to successful. See, runners look forward. They keep their eyes on the prize. In Isaiah 53, 5, it says, Jesus, he was pierced for our transgressions. 
That means your transgressions can be wiped clean. You might have some things to work through in your mind, but your sins and your transgressions are washed away. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. Not maybe, we are healed. If we can carry this thought, that 1 Peter 2.24, that he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross. So we might die to sins and live for righteousness. For once again, by his wounds, you have been healed. I pray that this year you become pregnant. Maybe that could be prophetic for some girls in here, possibly. But you become pregnant with the things of God. Pregnant that you're going to birth something in your life this year. That you might be ready, that we're not, we're not going to be like the ten virgins, the ones who lost all their oil, but we're going to be ready and waiting with our oil full. And when God speaks to us, we're pregnant and ready to run into what he's got for us. There's another little story about the woman who came and she bought the bottle of oil to anoint Jesus. Simple illustration. But you know, the bottle was broken. The bottle was not whole. But what was inside that broken bottle was so amazing. And we look at ourselves from the outside and look at this broken bottle. But God looks at what's the inside and he can see this oil that when it's poured out, when your life is poured out, it brings this amazing fragrance of God. Jesus, when he was anointed, he carried that to the cross. And just the same as that, even though you might think you're broken, you can anoint someone else this year. So this year, can I encourage you? What's somebody that you can allow their lives to witness to you? And then you can witness back to their life in your life. Are you going to run, not get stuck in a rut, but look at the markers where God wants you to go? And are you going to keep your eyes fixed on Him? Because I believe this year is a year of breakthrough and it's a year for us to step into something new and something fresh. We've left communion till the end of my message, so the team would like to get communion ready. You know, that communion is to remember. And I'd like to remember first up as we take communion the witness that Jesus has for us. Once again, that witness in the biblical dictionary says someone who sees something amazing or important. And as we're going to take communion, we allow the life of Jesus to witness to us, to witness to us that we might see breakthrough in our life, that we might witness back to him by how we live, that we might witness his power, his love, and his authority in our lives. Don't you love it, the kids, the service? You know, that we just don't live our lives with a religious lifestyle. But we live in a lifestyle where we bring our Christianity, our faith, down to the ground. That we might better say as we read this chapter, 
or this verse. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Of our faith. Lord, I wish we could actually have a, a meal every Sunday where we sat down and had a, a full-on meal around communion. But as we remem- remember, it's, it's a place of remembering what Christ has done and, and acknowledging Him. But it's also a place that I believe it's to remember as, as we come together and we eat a meal together, it's remembering each other. And may we witness towards each other. May we allow other people into our lives this year. May we speak to each other. May we prophesy to each other. May we lift each other up. God, Lord, I, I pray. In fact, can we stand while we do this? Lord, we might not have all the feelings we're expecting, Lord, today. But Lord, I pray, Lord, before we even, while we take this communion, I ask, Lord God, Lord, that there be a divine interaction between people in this room. And I ask, Lord God, Lord, remember what you did for us. That God, Lord, there be an appropriation in our lives, Lord God, of healing for our lives in the name of Jesus. And I pray this blanket prayer, and I, I pray and ask, Lord God, as we stand here this morning, I pray that bodies would be healed as we take this communion in the name of Jesus, we remember you. I pray and ask, Lord God, Lord, that any afflicting spirits that might be trying to oppress us or depress us, I tell it to go, Lord God, Lord, as we take this communion before you this morning. I pray, Lord God, as we take this communion, Lord, that thwarts, you would thwart the enemies on, on, on our behalf, Lord God, Lord, that this year, this year would be a year of freedom for us, Lord, I pray. I pray and ask, Lord, Lord, that there be a moment, Lord God, as we take this communion, a powerful touch of your presence, a powerful touch of your presence upon us, Lord, that God, Lord, we would witness to what you have done for us, Lord. The God, Lord, the authority of heaven, Lord, would flow through mortal bodies in this moment, Lord, I pray and heal them. I even pray, Lord, for the ones who couldn't make it this morning, Lord, and they're lying at home, Lord. I pray, Lord, for your healing touch upon them in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, for the ones, Lord, who couldn't get here because of other things going wrong in their lives, Lord, and I pray and ask, Lord, you'd touch them in the name of Jesus. And ask, Lord, Lord, for your spirit to rest upon them and upon us. That God, Lord, as we've come into your house, God, we would meet with you this morning as we take this communion, Lord. So I thank you, Lord God, Lord, for your blood that was shed for the remission of sins and for 
for healing. I thank you for this body that was broken, Lord God, Lord, that we do not have to be broken any longer, Lord God. And I thank you for who you are, Lord God. I thank you for the authority that you have. In Jesus' name, let's eat and drink in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.